Before we get to episode 181, I'd like to ask for your support of the I Can't See You podcast. Please go to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon whenever you need to buy something from Amazon.com. That'll take it to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, but I do earn a small commission, somewhere between 3 and 10%. Sometime it's less, but it's never any more. <laughs> Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 181 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for today's episode. And as usual, I have a few things to talk about. First thing being, I think I found out what the buzz was from in all those other episodes. It seems like when the fridge would go on, and I'm not sure if it's the fridge in our basement or the fridge in our kitchen, that would cause a little bit of a hum. Not quite sure why, and it's only with the one microphone, and I'm actually not on that microphone right now because just as I started to record, I noticed the hum. So I stopped and I started again with the new mic called the Shure SM58. And I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to check out what that is. Uh, but I do have a couple of things, regular things to talk about. First, I'll give an update on a couple of weeks ago, I had talked about getting an email from someone who talked about an SEO checklist and it being a PDF and not being accessible because it was a PDF image, not a PDF um, character-based uh, document. And so I had emailed the person, and she got back to me, and she actually gave it back to me in text, which was awesome. And I knew it wasn't too difficult for her to do, but I was kind of surprised that she actually got back to me because she does have a lot of... Uh, a lot of followers and whatnot, so I was uh, glad to, to get that back. So I did get to check it out. I know Frank had asked to for me to send it to him, but by the time I realized I hadn't sent it to him yet, she had gotten back to me. So Frank, thank you for that, but I did get the actual document in a text form. So a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, on Sunday, this past Sunday, we went to a celebration of life for Ed Johnson. And I know you probably don't know who that is, but Ed Johnson was a member of the Keystone chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Uh, he was by far our oldest member, and I guess I shouldn't say by far, but by maybe close to a decade, our oldest member. He was 97. And he died on the 22nd of April, which was Earth Day, also the anniversary of Chris Doherty's death, my friend, and also the date of my friend Alex's mother's death this year. So they died on the same day. And the celebration of life, we wanted to show our support because Ed was very vocal in our chapter. He was very supportive, buying t-shirts and donating money and things like that. So we wanted to pay our respects for him and to show the family that it goes both ways uh, for our chapter, for the Keystone chapter. So Liz drove, which was fortunate because it would have been a pretty expensive Uber ride. And I've spent a lot on Uber <laughs> this month, and I'm not quite sure. I, I guess I've had a lot going on. And um, so Liz drove, and we actually took Harriet and Simon. Uh, Harriet is the president of the Keystone chapter. Simon is the uh, secretary. And we went up there. And, and the other nice thing about going, besides showing our, paying our respects to 
Ed's family and learning. We learned a lot about Ed, and I'll talk about that in a second. But it was nice to be in the car and getting to speak to Simon and Harriet without a whole bunch of other things going on and being distracted by things. So that was nice to to get that time in. It was probably about a half an hour, 40-minute ride from our house uh, in Swarthmore to the uh, place where the uh, celebration of life was held. And it is just incredible some of the things that Ed did. Now, Ed hasn't been blind his whole life. He's only gone blind over the last, I, I don't know how many years, probably four or five years, six years, uh, maybe a little bit longer. But to hear his family speak about him, and his brother was there, and his brother is about six years younger, so he's 91-ish. His sister was there, a little bit younger yet. And it was just interesting to hear about his story. His mother died when he was 12, so he was basically in charge of the house after school because he was the oldest of the four kids. They had another sibling that had died long ago, uh, maybe even as a kid. Um, And Ed was the one that helped around the house and did all that while the dad was busy working. But Ed was very interested in learning anything he could. He would take the Zoom classes when uh, people would talk about how to use your iPhone and all sorts of other things and how to basically live a full life without vision. And uh, he was like that his whole life, though, not not about the vision loss bit, but about learning as much as he could. He uh, graduated from NYU. He built a lot of things. He built a sailboat um, that he had purchased uh, from a kit. Uh, <laughs> and I have to tell you... <laughs> If I bought a kit and put something together, I would certainly not trust it to go in the water if it was a sailboat. Uh, I, I would worry about that. And it and it kind of made me think of my dad because as a kid, my dad had gone with some friends in a rowboat on the Delaware River. My dad grew up in Chester, Pennsylvania, not too far from where I'm recording this in Swarthmore. And they took this boat out onto the Delaware and one of the oar locks broke. And... I don't know if they lost an oar. I don't remember that part of the story. But obviously, if you only have one oar, you're just going to go in a circle. So they had to wait and let the current take them. And the current took them into New Jersey, took them across the river where they could get out and get on dry land. But it was hours and hours. And he said that they were dragging the river for their bodies and all sorts of things like that. So I always thought that was an interesting story. And again, when They were talking about Ed in the sailboat that just kind of reminded me of it. Again, Ed wasn't that much younger than my dad would have been. Um, And it's same era. You know, my dad was born in 1918. Ed was born in 1925. And uh, just a lot of similarities (laughs) as far as that goes. Everything else, not so much. My dad didn't go to high school. um, And like I said, Ed graduated from NYU and then got a master's. I I don't remember where the master's was from and did all sorts of great things. He was a teacher. He loved teaching. Uh, He was just a, all around, he was just a very interesting guy. I got to talk to him a little bit last summer when we had a banquet picnic uh, during the NFB convention, which was a virtual convention, but uh, a, a couple dozen of us or so got together for uh, the event at uh, one of the other members' houses, and uh, it was a nice it was a nice time and a nice event, and it was uh, a lot of fun. So I got to that was 
I guess he was at a couple of chapter meetings before COVID came, uh, but that was the last time that uh, we got to see him in person was last summer. Uh, he didn't come to any of the meetings, I don't think, at the Penn Museum. I'm not 100% sure on that. But it was, a, it was just a nice event. And then, of course, there was lunch after, and uh, it was nice to spend time, and we got to talk to his wife, Elizabeth, and uh, just a great family. Had a lot, of, a lot of folks there, a lot of family there. It was so nice to hear all the different stories that the folks had. And again, most of the folks were family members, but there were friends, and interesting to hear the stories that they had about Ed uh, over the years. And uh, they had a nice video at the end, which I'm hoping that they're going to put up somewhere, obviously YouTube, at some point, uh, because it was really well done, and it was done with the forethought of having something that would last beyond Ed's days, and I don't know how old the video was. We tried to get my dad to do something, and he wasn't really interested, and I never pushed it, and by the time I think I could have convinced him to do it, he had started to forget some of his stories and things like that. And I'll, I'll get to my dad in a second, because like I said, there's uh, something coming up uh, on Memorial Day uh, for him. But it was just nice to get together with, uh, with Ed's family and friends and be part of that celebration of life. Again, because he was very supportive of the Keystone chapter, and we thank him for that. And again, he had a great full life. Uh, it, it was very nice to hear about uh, all the different things. So as I mentioned, um, Monday is Memorial Day here in the U.S., and uh, I'm recording this on Thursday, the 26th of May, and the day it drops. And so I've been going back and forth, and I don't remember if I've mentioned this in the past, but uh, they're having a, each, each year at the cemetery, there is a Memorial Day service for the veterans. And my dad used to go, I remember going over to his place and getting there the same time he was, not realizing he wasn't going to be home when we got there. And he was ov always over at the cemetery. And at the time, there were still, he and a lot of his friends were were still there and still going to this. And of course, all the World War II veterans are now pretty much gone. And uh, I was talking to the rabbi about everything. And actually, the, the war veterans for this area, for the Chester Post, uh, for the Jewish war veterans, there's there's really nobody, and that that whole post has been absorbed into one from Springfield. So the combination there is just because of dwindling numbers, and there's just not a lot of war veterans, I guess, from more recent wars from this area, as far as that goes. So uh, a few months ago, the rabbi had talked to Liz. Liz teaches his son. Uh, had talked to Liz when dropping off the son. Uh, if we would be interested in having my dad be honored for Memorial Day. And of course we were. And so I've been going back and forth with the rabbi, telling him some of the stories. And I'm really excited to do this uh, for him because he did have a lot of great stories. Uh, I, I did record a few years ago, I did record an episode where I, talk, I talked about him and, and some of the crazy stories, war stories, not, not breaking the Orlock stories. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know how many folks go to this. I'd, I'd ask the rabbi, I said, do we, do we wear a suit for this? He says, oh, no, people show up in shorts and, and things like that. So obviously I'm not going to wear shorts, but uh, I'll do a business casual thing, I guess. And, um, but the rabbi had said, you know, there's going to be a reading. And this is the main point that I'm telling this story, because I'll talk more about the service next week. There's going to be a reading. And 
I've probably talked about it over the last couple of episodes or a few episodes ago. I have been wanting to get into voiceover and narration and um, things like that for quite a while. And the biggest issue for me has been, how do I read something when I can't see it? And one of the things that I've been practicing has been one that I used in high school, and I think I talked about this a while back, where you listen and basically repeat. Now, the, the trick is to listen and repeat, but not repeat it exactly how it sounds because I'm going to be using voiceover on my computer to do it, not where I'm listening to somebody read it. Because again, why would I repeat something that somebody already has recorded? Because (laughs) why don't we just let them do the narration or the voiceover? So I've been practicing, not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, Liz actually typed out uh, very Hungry Caterpillar, so I could try and read that. And I, funny thing is, I kind of still remember a lot of the book from, from when our kids were little. And I've been practicing where I have it read through my headphones, and then I'm recording it to hear how it sounds. And the one issue that I've been having is, even though the book is short, it just keeps going, and I, I need to pause. There's just not, I, I don't know if I have to adjust the speed that it's read to me, or what the story is. And I thought, when the rabbi said there's going to be a reading, would somebody in your family like to do it? I I immediately thought, oh, this would be a great opportunity for me to do it. But I don't have the balls to do it, because I just don't feel comfortable enough doing it and not really messing it up. Another issue is, of course, I'd have to use my phone, not my computer. And starting and stopping my phone sometimes is a crapshoot. Uh, (laughs) there are times when I want it to stop talking and it just goes on and on and on. And there's other times that I want it to start talking and it doesn't work. So I didn't do it. I don't have any other kind of device to play something on where I could do it that way. So I thought, you know what, let uh, someone else do it. And Jane is going to read it. So that would make my dad happy that Jane is going to do it. Um, But like I said, that would be the perfect thing for me to do to really make it happen and start to, I'd have to practice quite often. And I do have a lot of other things going on. So I've got a couple of websites that I'm doing and I've got podcast episodes to edit. And I'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes. And I I just, I just wasn't comfortable and confident enough. And that's uh, one of the episodes of White Canes Connect that we have coming out. I I think it's going to be next week is one where we talk to some people about a, it's called Eyes Like Mine, and their main goal is to build women's confidence in being blind or visually impaired, because that's always the biggest obstacle, is to have confidence. Just like back in the day when I first got on a SEPTA train, and went into Center City, Philadelphia on my own. And I did that, and then I got off the train, I found the way out of the station, I found my way to the, wherever I was going in Center City. And then for some reason, I wasn't confident enough to go right away to, hey, I wanna go here, I wanna go there. I didn't have the confidence to go somewhere on an Amtrak train. That took me a couple of months to feel comfortable enough to, and confident enough to get on an Amtrak train and then go to New York and visit Jane, or go to 
Baltimore to the NFB uh, headquarters or go to Washington for Washington seminar. And then it took me a little while longer to feel confident to go on a plane on my own. And I don't know why, because a train and a plane and the, the, the regional rail, it's all the same other than the regional rail, you're not bringing luggage usually. And, and of course, the big thing with the plane is if you check your bag, you got to find it on the other end. And I was really concerned about that when I finally did fly on my own uh, back before the everything shut down in uh, 2018, 2019, I guess was the, I don't remember if 2019 was the first time I flew. I, I think that PodFest in 2019 or 2020 was the first time I flew on my own. And of course, when I was standing there at the baggage carousel at that, somebody came over to me and said, hey, do you need help? And these poor people had to wait because my luggage was one of the last ones to come off. So it's all about confidence and getting that under your belt. We talked to someone a couple of episodes ago on White Canes Connect that has been blind or visually impaired, I guess started losing her sight around 10 years ago and has been blind for the last eight. And it has just taken a while for her to get comfortable with an iPhone and she doesn't have a computer yet. And so she's still learning that. And I know of someone else who was concerned that it's only been a couple of years that she's lost her sight and she's doing all this stuff and she still is not 100% confident with what she's doing. And she, to me, that's after only a couple of years, that's something. A lot of times when you have vision and you lose it, there's, there's, a, there's a period where you're depressed, you don't wanna do anything. And I've heard that from a few people. So to build confidence is, is just it's just huge, and I'm just disappointed that I didn't have the balls to <laughs> to do this reading. Maybe if I didn't have as much stuff going on, maybe I would do it, but I just didn't feel that it was ready to be tackled at this point. Uh, but I'll continue to practice, and we'll see how it goes. And hopefully, I can get something again, whether it's doing audiobook narration or doing some voiceover or doing audio description for TV or movies, things like that. That's, that's my goal is to, is to get into that somehow, some way. And obviously I wanna get into that in a way where it sounds good and finding the issue with the, the one microphone and the hum <laughs> is something. And like I said, next week I'll talk about how the service went and uh, we may even bring the shadow box, which has my dad's record from the POW camp and has the letter that was sent by the War Department to the family that he was missing in action after his plane got shot down. And I may revisit for Father's Day. I may do an episode about, about that whole thing again, um, uh, or at least I'll link to it in the show notes from, from a few years ago when I did that episode. Because it's, it's, a great, it's a great story. There's a lot of things going on in it. And uh, obviously now I have more listeners than I did back in the day. And I'm hoping that... <laughs> This, that I've gotten a little bit better since then with the uh, podcasting in general. Again, next week I'll talk about the, the service and um, whether we take the shadow box or not, I'm not sure. Another thing I wanted to talk about is very embarrassing to me, very embarrassing. And I don't know if I've mentioned her before on this podcast, but it's someone who is the second vice president of the NFB of Pennsylvania. Her name is Emily Gindelsberger. Now, I've known her for... I don't know, maybe five or six years. I, I started in the NFB in 2015. I don't remember the first time I went to an event outside of a chapter meeting, but 
you know, within a year or two, maybe. So I've known her, I've emailed to her, I've emailed about contacting her for different things because she's the legislative director for the NFB of Pennsylvania. So we've had her on uh, White Canes Connect at least once, maybe more than once. She's been in the show notes a handful of times. She's been in all sorts of recap notes from Keystone chapter meetings that I send out a couple days after our meetings. And I've been spelling her name wrong. (laughs) I've been spelling it wrong for four or five years, however long I've known her. And I, I obviously had seen it written somewhere. And I thought it was G-I-N-D-L-E-S-B-E-R-G-E-R. But it's not. It's G-I-N-D-L-E-S-P-E-R-G-E-R. You know, just think of that in My Cousin Vinny. It's not Jerry Gallo, it's Jerry Callow. So it's Emily Gindelsberger, not Emily Gindelsberger. See how close it sounds? And I didn't know that I was spelling it wrong until Stacy had talked to me the other day when we were going back and forth talking about White Canes Connect. She said, oh, you know, in the recap, you spelled Emily's name wrong. I said, I did? Oh my God, that's horrible. How did I spell it? And I thought she meant I spelled Emily wrong, <laughs> spelled Emily wrong. And she's like, no, you spelled it with a B and it's a P. I said, what? What do you mean it's a P? It's, I've always known it to be spelled with a B. I, I had no idea. And so I don't remember where I first saw it spelled, and I've just been using that. You know, the sad thing is, if you go to the NFB of Pennsylvania website at nfbp.org, you can go to board members and you see it spelled plain as day there. Now, again, maybe I was relying on my vision and that was the problem. I don't think that was it, though. Because going back four or five years, yes, I've been legally blind since probably 2008-ish, maybe a little earlier than that. But I still had a lot of confidence in what I was seeing, again, because I can zoom in on my Mac and I get right up in there and I see. So I don't know if, again, I don't know if I saw it spelled wrong or I just interpreted it wrong and then I've been spelling it wrong ever since. And the funny thing is, sometimes when I would type her name out, I could never remember if it was L-E-S or E-L-S, Gindelsberger or Gindle, like Gindlesberger. And so I would always go and look somewhere to see, and I guess I would stop before I got to the P. I guess I would see L after the D and just call it a day. So it's very embarrassing, especially after a few episodes ago <laughs> when I had... Um, talked about the the one organization that had spelled, had a couple of typos, and I mean, they weren't, one was a typo where it should have just been pluralized, but one was a misspelling, and they weren't going to correct it because it, they would under, people would understand because they're blind. The person who, who wrote it is blind. It's always bad. When you don't fit, when you know about it and you don't fix it, that's bad. I don't, I don't care, blind, sighted, whatever, fix it. And I'm going to fix it. I can't fix, obviously, all the <laughs> all those different emails I sent out all, over all the years that that I've spelled it wrong. But I did call her. <laughs> I did call her and apologize. And in all fairness, it does sound the same when you hear it, but it is spelled wrong, and I, I apologize. And again, I also 
told her her daughter was on White Canes Connect last week. Uh, she is a very good singer, uh, Angelina, and I know I mentioned it last week. Angelina is a great singer, and so I was also telling her that uh, her episode had dropped, and there's a lot of her, her YouTube channel is called Angelina Sings, and I just it just pained me because she's not the only Angelina Sings. So you can't just go to youtube.com slash Angelina Sings. That's not it. She doesn't have enough viewers yet to even have the, the vanity URL. So I thought, you know, it'd be a lot better if she had a domain name that went right to that YouTube channel. And this is before I knew of all the spelling errors, <laughs> the spelling issues with her, with her mom's last name. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to get a couple of domains and they could pick which one they like to move forward with and just forward it to their YouTube channel. So you, you can go to angelinasings.live or angelinasings.us. The .com, of course, was taken as well as some of the others. But I like the .live because obviously she's singing live and it just made me think of when she was singing at the bar at the state convention in Harrisburg last November. She was live, and the bartender, as I previously mentioned, was walking by me and said, oh, I had to stop to see if that was actually her singing or if it was a recording. And I said, nope, that's her. And so that, that's why I like the dot .live. Sometimes the dot .live gives you trouble. With Facebook, for example, we have Believe You Can .live, and Facebook will not recognize that domain uh, to send traffic to. When you put in, we have a Facebook page for Believe You Can, the talent show that the Keystone chapter puts on every October, and you cannot put in believeyoucan.live as the domain name. It will not send people to that domain, which is, <laughs> it's just mind-boggling. And it says it's spam, and it it just doesn't work. So uh, that's that's an issue with the .live TLD. Uh, sorry, TLD stands for top-level domain. Uh, and so the .us is more recognizable, so that's why I bought that one as well. They were both on sale, so I, I think I spent less than $6 total for the first year. Obviously, we'll figure out which one they want to use, and then we'll just keep that. So if you go to angelinasings.live or angelinasings.us, you can check out her videos. There are a couple of great songs on there, and you can also see the progression over the years, and she's only 16. You can see the progression of how great she's become. And I'm sure she'll continue to develop. And she also plays the piano and things like that. So again, go check it out. And uh, again, Emily, I'm sorry for misspelling your last name for the almost as long as I've known you. This episode of White Canes Connect that's coming out this week, uh, we talked to someone named Latoya Smith. And she has a company, she founded a company called 3S Tech and Talent. And they do all sorts of accessible things like accessible books, uh, meaning a book that is, um, I guess it's, I don't know if you would consider it a comic book, but it's accessible. It's, you listen to it, and they've also developed a game outside of that with one of the characters from the book that's also accessible. So uh, I'll put a link to 3S Tech and Talent in the show notes, but Latoya, she was uh, in the Coast Guard during 9-11, uh, up in New York, and uh, just has a is a very 
very smart business owner. That'll be episode 35, and that'll drop this week, probably in a day or two from the time this episode drops. And I'm hoping to have this episode out today, the 26th, depending on how much editing there there is. But it's a lot of different things. And and then next week, as I mentioned, we're going to have the people from Eyes Like Mine, which, again, do a, a pageant. I don't want to call it a beauty pageant, but it's for a pageant for blind and visually impaired women. There's two crowns that can be won. One is in, uh, called Miss Independent, and that person is the one that has shown a drive to help the blindness community in one way or another, and not necessarily just the blindness community, disabled community in general. And the person who is the current holder of that title we actually spoke to on the episode, her name is Tia. She's from Kingston, Jamaica, and it was nice to get a little feel uh, for Jamaica. I don't think we've had either on this podcast or White Canes Connect. We haven't talked to anybody from Jamaica who's actually in Jamaica at the time. But I was also kind of interested to learn that Jamaica doesn't do daylight savings time. So at the moment we were speaking, it was around six o'clock Eastern time, and in Jamaica, it was only five o'clock around the holidays. We're all synced to the same time, which I found interesting. And while we're talking about, <laughs> this has nothing to do with blindness. While we're talking about time, I don't understand. This is a little bit of a rant. I don't understand how people don't understand that when daylight savings time starts in March, it's not EST anymore, it's EDT. Eastern Daylight Time. When daylight time ends in November, or October, I guess it's November now, then it goes from EDT, Eastern Daylight Time, to EST, Eastern Standard Time. I don't get why it's so difficult to do, to figure. And it just annoys me that I got an email about some webinar or some some live stream that was happening on a specific day at 12 p.m. EST. And I said to Liz, I said, does that mean it's going to be at 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock? Because EST, again, in the fall, we're going to fall back. So I guess I guess if it was EST, I guess it would have been 11 o'clock if they said 12 o'clock EST. I don't get why it's so difficult. And if you don't know, don't put the... S or the D in, just put E-T for Eastern time or that alien from the movie. And, and it's funny, on a side note of that, with voiceover, when somebody has the time in Pacific time, and there's a few different folks that I follow that do live streams and um, webinars and things like that, and they may start at 11 a.m. P.T., my phone voiceover will read it as point <laughs> and MT will sometimes be said as mountain, not mountain time, just mountain because MT is, you know, if you are talking about Mount hood, it would be MT dot hood. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure because I haven't heard, I haven't had anybody send me something that was in central time. And I don't know if they would, consider it Connecticut or or if it would just say central. I don't know. I haven't had that yet. But again, if it's if you're talking about from 
March to November, it's EDT, Eastern Daylight Time. November to March, it's Eastern Standard Time, EST. I, I don't I don't understand why it's so difficult, but uh, but the episode uh, again for next week uh, will be a nice one too. Again, these these girls that we talked to uh, from both eyes like mine and like I mentioned, Tia from Jamaica, uh, just have a lot of energy. They're very confident, and that's what they're trying to get the folks who participate in their events. They're trying to build that confidence so folks either go out and start a business or they can have the confidence to go out and get a job and they don't feel like they're dependent on someone else to help them do something. That'll do it for episode 181 of the I Can't See You podcast. I really do appreciate you listening. Please reach out via email. It's I Can't See You podcast at gmail.com. I Can't See You podcast at gmail.com. You could also give a call if you've got questions, show ideas, tips, whatever you've got, please reach out 646-926-6350. You have up to three minutes to leave your information and your question or your tip, whatever you've got, please give a call 646-926-6350. Please leave your name in town. If you do leave a message, I'd love to know where you're calling from and who you are. I would appreciate that. Show notes as usual, icantseeyou.com slash 181. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence. It's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 181. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the I Can't See You podcast. I really do appreciate it. Stay safe, be well, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.